Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S. And each week, we focus on their stories. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. All right, welcome back to CBS Eye on Veterans, reporting for ConnectingVets.com. I'm Navy veteran Phil Briggs. And uh, my next guest, I got all dressed up for. And by dressed up, I mean I'm wearing my finest black T-shirt with the flag on one shoulder and the crossed rifle insignia on the other. Of course, with that kind of T-shirt description, you know I'm talking about grunt style. And I'm joined today by Tim Jensen, COO, President, Strategy Officer. Really, most of America just knows him as the first sergeant of apparel. But uh, Tim Jensen, welcome back to the show, brother. <laughs> well, thanks, brother. It's great to be back. And uh, my gosh, how many, how many things have changed since we last saw each other? Yeah, you know, and to that, sadly, also, how many things are still relatively the same, you know, when it comes to problems and issues that affect the veteran community? Man, it's mind numbing how how many things don't get fixed for us. It, it, it really is, Phil. And it's it's almost criminal. It's almost criminal. Like the things that are happening within our community that our government and, and legislation and, and representatives have the ability to change is it's it is mind blowing and it, it is almost like you're on a, a treadmill to nowhere uh when you're trying to you know get these conversations going and, and speaking to the right people um that often say you know it's really great and it's a travesty these things are happening to our community but it just costs too much money well what is the cost of human life, ladies and gentlemen that's why I don't understand especially the the human lives that have spent their time and service in a completely voluntarily uh, service-related military. These people are going out to fight the wars that the politicians have started and are coming back to die from policies and procedures that the very government put in place for these individuals to to come back and, and then not be even recognized or be even given the dignity of saying, hey, we messed up, you know, burning trash and acre, big acres of field with JP8 and just throwing all sorts of stuff in there that we know are carcinogenic probably was a bad idea. But, you know, here's how we're going to fix that problem. Unfortunately, 
you know, that hasn't happened yet. And recently we've seen a couple things, right? We saw Joe Biden come out and say that we're going to create three new um, uh, presumptions, you know, that have, you know, little impact within our community, but we're making a change. So I'm not going to take that away. Right. Uh, the, you know, the second thing is they're going to create a hotline. Uh, well, I don't know what that hotline is going to do. And, you know, and at the end of the day, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, my question is this, you know, Mr. President, uh, I respect you. I respect the office of the presidency. Uh, but I have one question for you. If Bo, your son, were still alive today, would he be happy on the things that you're doing to address the, the this area of toxic exposure that are killing hundreds and hundreds of veterans every year? No, no would be the the answer there. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah, ma'am. Um, Let's pump the brakes real quick because, you know, I even got ahead of myself here with uh, jumping into things that you and I are passionate about. First, if you're listening to this and you don't recognize what grunt style is, I ask anytime you travel, anytime you are out of your home, whether it's a gas station locally or an airport, look for the T-shirts that have the crossed rifles on the sleeve. They're called grunt style. You don't have to be a veteran to wear a grunt style shirt, but mm, the majority of the time I've traveled and been anywhere and I see a guy, whether it's at the gas pump or something and we, you know, cross eyes and he's wearing his grunt style shirt. I just have to say, yo man, where'd you serve? And there's a cool story that happens right away. It's what grunt style has been dedicated to as a brand, as a t-shirt company, but uh, so much more than just a t-shirt company. Uh, they're getting ready to do some big things uh, in the spirit of helping veterans. You don't have to be a vet to wear the grunt style T-shirt, but you do have to love freedom, bacon, and whiskey. So uh, with that said, um, that is how Tim and I know each other. We have crossed paths on the lobbying trail to help support veterans and cover veteran issues as they come to Capitol Hill and as legislators sit and hem and haw and, and kick cans down the road. And uh, before we get into what we're going to talk about today, I just want to paint one real quick picture of you, Tim. The last time I saw him, we were uh, standing there. John Stewart was speaking. Uh, we were just outside the Capitol. Our veterans lived 24 hours a day, seven days a week, next to toxic smoke, dioxins, everything. And now they're being told, hey, man, is that stuff bad for you? I don't know. We don't have the science. It's bullshit. It's about money. And we're here today to say we're not going to let this happen in the dark. And as happens around midday, representatives and senators are leaving, walking down the driveway, going out to wherever they're going, their office buildings, going somewhere to lunch. And we happened to be there midday. And it was I think it was just after John Stewart spoke. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know who the hell they were. I don't even, Tim, know if you know who they were, really. They were just guys in ties walking down. But he turns from the flock of people standing around this podium and yells, Hey, you want to make a difference in veterans' lives? Get your ass over here. Vets are dying. What are you doing? And (laughs) start walking down the street. And these old white-haired dudes, like, start picking up the pace like you're going to assault him. And suddenly, like, this gang of, like, this gaggle of Associated Press reporters and Getty Image people turn. Quit looking at whoever the hell's (laughs) They chased you down the sidewalk. And you're going, get your ass over here. (laughs) They're taking pictures of these senators scared, running. Yeah. That was a good day. That was a good day. And, you know, I think one part of that, you know, that is often, you know, what predicated that, right, is, you know, on that uh, backdrop of where we were out there presenting what we're our, the legislation that is going to solve this problem, you know, there was a group of Republicans that uh, took to Capitol Hill and wanted to have a uh, 
you know, grandstanding at the same moment in time that we were presenting this major piece of legislation, right? And all these things are scheduled. So, you know, this was predetermined and they're out there with bullhorns and shouting and trying to shout over what we were trying to accomplish. And listen, I'm a, I'm a Republican, uh, but at the end of the day, I'm an American and that right there is not American. I was punished for serving my country. I graduated with my master's degree while on military leave and returned to war two weeks later. Why is this important? We go to war. And what we're trying to accomplish and what we're doing for our, our men and women in this country is more important than politics right here. So I will, I will hold anybody accountable. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you're on. If you're going to be out there disrespecting what we're trying to get accomplished and treating, you know, the, the mothers and fathers of fallen, uh, heroes, uh, disrespectfully, I'm going to put my boot up your ass. VA for the care that is linked to service. For the VA to drag its feet. You know, that's what I'm, that's my character. And, you know, that's not what, who we are as a country. Yeah, you're right. I'd left that out. I'd forgotten that in the background, you could hear this bullhorns. I'm like, are we going to play that? And it was America's also they could like fighting for. Well, it's yes. also they could make a freaking Facebook video or something. Like, I forget why they were doing it, but yeah, they were just doing something to like raise their, you know, whatever spirits and they wanted to make some social post out of it. And I, <laughs> we're yeah. actually talking about a bill that those, any of those jerks could have voted for sure. and moved. And that brings us to where we are today. Uh, you and I were just talking offline before we started the call. Um, in the last 60 days, I've had the head of the House Veterans Affairs Committee and the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee now on with me saying they both have bills that are either waiting a congressional budget office price tag or now I think the Senate one on Tester's side has a price tag and they're just – and then that's where I – literally fail to have answers. I, I don't know what they're waiting for. I know there's build back better. I know there's always a more important bill. There's always something happening. There's always something huge, but where in the hell are we? And I think that it is because you and I have been in those trenches. We have seen sort of this slow, you know, I, I to, to call it slow is even an insult to the word slow. We we've seen this stagnation of Congress saying all these kind words, but doing nothing and grunt style as a fashion apparel brand now that sells millions of shirts, you have started the Grunt Style Foundation. Tell me more about it and what you hope to achieve. Well, I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect segue, uh, Bill. And here's the reason why the Grunt Style Foundation exists. Because uh, we're going to address the, the needs of the active and the veteran military service member in ways that the VA and the government cannot or will not do. And what does that mean? Well, when it comes down to four buckets of what we have identified as the biggest areas of concern, the government and the VA are, are missing completely. That's mental health and wellness, veteran transition and sustainment, food insecurities, my gosh, food insecurities just blows my mind, and veteran uh, homelessness. You know, with those four areas, we feel that we can develop programs and, and, and programming that are going to be able to move the needle Right. And there's things that we're not just going to be able to, to, to solve. Right. I mean, this, the idea of veteran homelessness, we have to unravel that so much. And there's so many things that we need to be doing as a country to solve this homelessness situation. You know, what it comes to down to in terms of what we're doing as a foundation is that we're putting attention and we're putting our efforts into really making a change that are going to have real impacts in people's lives. 
for for example, I would say you know, one of the programs that we're going to be developing and will be coming out this year is our hyperbaric HBOT program, where we're going to be putting hyperbaric chambers into the homes of veterans throughout this country, and we're going to do it in ways that are so unique that it's going to put little pain onto the, the veteran and, and open up opportunities for them that they're going to be able to control their own health by in putting themselves into these types of therapies and treatments in their very home, and they don't have to travel anywhere, they don't have to expend exorbitant amounts of money, and they don't have to, at the end of the day, get VA approval on it. So that's what we're going to do, and that's one of the big programs I'm excited about in 2022. You know, secondly, food insecurities. Let's talk about food insecurities and how horrible of a situation that is. When you got 26 to 26 to 30% of active duty uh, military uh, under, you know, E5 and below that are having to be on some sort of food uh, program, a SNAP program, a WIP program, whatever the case may be, that's that's awful, right? But yeah. our war fighters should not be worried about putting food on, on the table and making sure their family is well nourished. Our war fighters should be worried about putting the enemy, killing the enemy, putting shots in the foreheads of our, of our, uh, of the people that are trying to rip down our country. That's what we should be focused on. Uh, you know, that's what the government should be focused on. But, you know, these little measly, you know, cola increases that, you know, have no impact and they're not developing any programs that are expanding into, you know, the situation of inflation or whatever the case may be when it comes to the, the economic impacts on these families. You know, you got a lot of people that are hurting and a lot of families that, you know, are, are being destroyed that, that, you know, that, that stress is just weakening the nexus of those strong nuclear families. And the next thing you know, you get divorced. Next thing you know, you have substance abuse. Next thing you know is you have homelessness. And then you have a veteran that's going to commit suicide and leaving their family behind. And there's a whole other destructional path that happens behind that. And my God, ladies and gentlemen, that has to stop. And there's a huge disparity between, uh, you know, the grunt stationed in North Carolina and, uh, you know, the grunt stationed in Honolulu or San Diego. Just even across uh, branches, right? You know, you see, you know, and this is just generally how it looks. Like you got Camp Lejeune uh, from a Marine's perspective, and then you have the Army or Air Force. And, you know, just because of the nature of the technologies, those are in better populated areas. So those people are served a little bit better and the opportunities are, are better, right? With the inopportunity of equality for somebody that's in, I don't know, Gulfport, Mississippi, where there's no industry, right? And, you know, these, this, the significant others of service members, you know, are, are unemployed because there's just no work. So they're not being able to contribute to the family and, and the, the opportunity there. So again, like these are all problems. So what are we doing about it? Well, you know, we've created programs. We've partnered with some really, really great organizations, you know, to get down at the grassroots level, get into these uh, installations, set up programs to where we're giving these families 30 days of, of sustenance of dry goods and other items that are needed in the household on the daily, right? Like diapers, right? That's a huge problem. That's very expensive. And then cotton is going up. You know, we're going to see 2022, you're going to see huge cotton uh, uh, price increases, which is going to, again, X out a lot of people that need these services, right? And these, these, these products, you know, so these are the things that we're working on. And I think 2020, I'm sorry, 2022 is going to be an excellent year for us to go out there and start making some impacts. And, and showing the world and, and our, our, our communities in America that, you know, the veteran, we're, we're done with trying to deal with, you know, government assistance. The only people that are going to be able to do this, there's no one coming to help. We have to help ourselves. Wow. 
And that I just want to let hang in the air for a second because this is America. This is the country that has done so many great things over the history, the history of the Industrial Revolution. We've invented some of the greatest things. We've landed on the moon. We've done huge things. Yet, as we evolve, as we get to this modern-day equivalent of America, no one's coming to help. No one is coming to help. That is sad to think that we can't get the help we need from our government for things like homelessness, for things like food insecurities. You'd mentioned it and touched on it again, but the mental health and wellness aspect of the veteran, and I'll also say transition and sustainment. Um, the fact that we can't get our government to say, hey, here are programs for the veterans to help them thrive once they're done serving the greatest nation on earth. That just breaks my heart, which is all the more reason I want to shine a light on the Grunt Style Foundation and what you're doing. One thing I just want to add there is, you know, why this is so important? Because we are a completely volunteer volunteer uh, military service, right? Yeah. And yeah. if we continue to show the, the generations behind us that we just don't give a shit about what happens to them after they leave military service, we're going to become a conscripted military. And things are going to be completely different. And our, the nature of our, and the fabric of our country is going to change. And who's going to stand up and, and, and defend that? Who's going to make a difference? It's not going to be the government. It's not going to be, it's not going to be, you know, uh, government funded organizations. No, it's going to be the people, the people. It's going, and I hope it's the veterans because we are the, an excellent example of, of people that give a damn about our country and our stewards to this idea of America, right? I just spoke a lot about, you know, uh, my, my, my experiences in the Marine Corps, right? My experiences in the Marine Corps were not profound, but, it, I found myself in these unique environments that, you know, uh, the first Iraqi national election, and we brought in millions of people that voted within our province and stood in line, long lines, as they were getting shot at, bombed, and mortared, but they didn't leave. And they watched their family members die in front of them, but they wanted that chance to vote for their democracy. We can't even get 70% voting turnout in this country, right? Because we are so apathetic to our politics, and we're just letting people you know do and legislate over us for what we, we're not getting anything in return and then we get our you know we get these mental health problems and we get these transition problems and we get that that lead into the the insecurities and that lead into the homelessness right these are all on a single thread that if you pull that thread the whole thing collapses and we have we have nothing and our community is destroyed right so, you know, again, it's what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it from a private position, a private industry? What are we going to do about it from the time that we have in our free time to say, you know what, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do something within my community and make a difference. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to find a way. Maybe I'm going to connect with a, a veteran organization like uh, Recycle for Veterans out on in California. And, and you know what, I'm going to spend a weekend and just go pick up trash with a bunch of veterans uh, on the coast. But what made us this way is that we gave a and we got involved and we were working within our communities and making a change. We didn't look at race, color, creed, sexual orientation or any of that. We just gave it. We were just good humans. And that's where we need to, to return to is stand up and, and hold, hold hands with each other and say, you know what? We can do this ourselves. We, don't, we, can, we can give a hand up to our brothers and sisters and stand shoulder to shoulder in our communities. We don't need the government to, to help us. Government's not here to help us. 
Don't yeah. listen to garbage. <laughs> forget waiting for an America that's so fascinated in their phone and their selfies and social media. Forget a Congress that's so interested in divisiveness and being right and winning all the time, rather than just trying to roll up their sleeves and do something to give a damn. You guys are going to attack it the same way you would have attacked any problem when we were in the military. And that is just all hands on deck. Love it. Uh, mental health and wellness and transition and sustainment uh, let's start with mental health and wellness. What kind of things you want to do in that space? Yeah. So, you know, I think mental health and wellness is something that's extremely important. You know, we have uh, partnered with Project Red uh, from an internal side of our business um, to where they're coming in and, and we're having larger conversations as a company, right? We, we got, we're over 350 people. Um, and, you know, we are very serious about mental health, right? You know, as you know, a lot of us are combat veterans within our business. And, you know, we have a lot of interesting people within our, our, our organization that are not veterans, that mental health is extremely important to them because, you know, it, it's not just a veteran issue. Uh, so Project Red is something that we've, we've worked with, uh, in, in bringing in and having these larger conversations within the organization, which we intend to have larger conversations, uh, outside of the organization as well, right? Because as we think about, you know, the effects of Afghanistan, right? Let's all talk about Afghanistan for a second and how that has affected the veteran, uh, community. And, and, you know, we, we see a 400% increase in suicide calls to the national suicide hotline. You know, we see veterans, you know, uh, and their, and their, significant others reaching out to, um, you know, counselors because the significant others doesn't understand why their, their, their loved one is going through this moment in time right now. And it's, it's, and it's unexplainable. And those are real problems, right? We can, we can say all we want in our community, well, those, those are just weak people. No, that's not true at all. You know, this is, this has profound impacts on everybody because it was 20 years of an existence that, you know, a lot of these people was their life going into another country and, 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 and changing a way of life over there into something better. Right. Um, you know, so thinking, thinking about those things, it, it's, it's extremely important that we, that we, you know, continue to lead the conversation in, in our space about mental health. Um, you know, when it comes to veteran transition, you know, uh, you know, we, we see taps. Right. We see, we see all these programs that exist. You know, we've all, <laughs> if you're a veteran, you've probably been through them. Right. And we've all sat there and said, these are the most, like the biggest waste of time. I don't even know why I'm here. I, you know, my, uh, I know how to write a resume or I may not know how to write a resume, but whatever the case might be. But those, those, those programs are, are antiquated and they're, they're not up to speed to where the times are today. Right. So let's flip that on its head. Right. Let's, let's stand up programs and create scholarships, uh, and, and, and bring people in our community and say, you know what? Grunstyle has done a lot of things. And you know what Grunstyle has done is, you know, they're pretty successful in the, in the, in the way that they've conducted their business. Why don't we just, you know, create programs and, uh, for entrepreneurs that want to come out of active duty and, you know, come into a program that we show them everything that we've learned over, you know, the last 12 years of business and, you know, give, put them through a program. And, you know, uh, at the end of that program, I don't know, maybe we fund, you know, a little bit of their business to get them up and going and, and set them on their path to, to success, right? Those are the things that we should be doing, right? And not continue to add into a more of a broken system. Mm. 
So cool. Love what you said about mental health and wellness. We could go on and on and on about that because we both know of dozens of programs that have done huge things. And I want to just underscore real quick uh, that hyperbaric oxygen chamber therapy. We're going to talk again about that in 2022. Just interviewed Dr. Robert Beckman about that and the Treat Now Foundation. Um, mind-blowing that you are going to heal brains by doing that and change mental health. But then all the other programs, all the other wellness programs out there are just amazing that I know you guys support. Um, should be noted on your board of this is Jerry J. Dog Flanagan. And I loved my interview with him when I first met him years ago about going from an unemployed vet with nothing but a Jeep and a trailer like, you know, like the trailer you tow junk behind in his neighborhood asking people if they had stuff to go to the dump. He's now several hundred franchises big, is a huge inspiration to any vetrepreneur out there and speaks about entrepreneurial things across the country now as he's just ramping up and making this J-Dog junk hauling franchise even bigger. It's now carpet cleaning. It's a dozen other things. Uh, his story is brilliant. And his story is something that any one of us can do. Cause at his core, he was just, he was just a, you know, a wire cable pulling enlisted grunt himself. He wasn't exceptionally, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Jerry, but I mean, he wasn't the smartest guy. He wasn't a PhD. He didn't study. The you average know. Joe, like you and me, right? That is, just, is now. On top of a mountain of success, right, and and, yeah. and a mountain of franchises, you know, I think Jerry is an incredible individual, right? And you know, I've had a lot of experience uh, working with Jerry. Uh, he sits, he's on the Grunstyle uh, board of directors. Uh, he's also on the Grunstyle board of directors for the foundation, right? That's how mm-hmm. much I care uh, about Jerry. He's an incredible, incredible human being, and the things that he's doing. Like, my goodness, they're so inspiring, right? You know, uh, with, between him and his wife, Tracy, and, and the teams that they've built, uh, that is now, you know, taking this vision of saying, hey, if you want a little bit of something for yourself, right? You want to carve out something. You don't ever want to work for the man again. Stand up your own franchise, right? Stand up your own, your own opportunity, uh, through the trade dog franchise. It's going to be a lot of work, right? It's going to be honest work. It's going to be that blue collar work. Uh, but you know the opportunity to make a sustaining sustaining life uh, style for yourself, uh, and and employ other veterans as well. Like, oh my God, how awesome of a program is that? Mm. And what I love is it speaks to everything I like to talk about on this show, and that is, um, you know, find your way in business. You do not need, and again, nothing against people that go to college. Yeah. But you do not need a bachelor's or a master's or this and that and get classically trained in literature and something of that nature. You know, you don't, if tech isn't your bag and you don't want to go become a computer scientist or a coder or anything like that, look, heating, air conditioning, plumbing, masonry, landscape construction, junk removal. These, these are things people in the burbs are paying for every day. And if I'd have been a guy, with my name on the side of my truck when I left high school at 50 years old right now, I'd probably have 10 trucks and a lot nicer of a life than had I tried to pursue. And I hate to say this, the canons of journalism, where I'm now in a Twitter fight every day just to get noticed with everybody from me to the New York Times and the Washington Post about articles that anybody can read and that are just divisive, whereas the guy that's just going to work every day pulling some cable, moving some stuff, making sure that electricity works in a house or the plumbing or the heating or the air conditioning, those guys will always have jobs. And what you are reinforcing with this grunt style foundation is so valuable. Um, Side note, when you see Jerry next, I want you to know that when I interviewed him a couple of years ago, I was 
desperately thinking I needed a new revenue stream. Um, this summer, we will launch my Italian ice truck in my neighborhood because I, I, I knew if I want more, I can't just keep begging, Papa, may I have some more? May I have some more, please? Go out and make it happen. Go out and get it. So I read, I researched, and you know, I want you to share this with him. The most important piece of advice he told me is make sure that when you start a business that your family's on board. They become part of it because Jerry was always cool about telling me when he was growing up, his kids went with him on the junk hauling trips and his wife was involved. Um, My partner in this Italian ice business is my wife. There you go. Because he told me, he's like, it ain't going to work unless she's on board. So it's very true. It's very true. And, you know, I, I think with the, the, the story, you know, and what I love about Jerry so much is, you know, the hustle, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, you like, it's all about taking risk, right? And how much risk are you willing to leverage for myself? I'm, I'm the type of person that will, uh, I will go over the edge when I see opportunity, right? And, uh, yeah, and it's it's all about hustle. Like, what are you willing to put into it, right? So cool, man. So cool. Well, I'm glad to see Grunt Style standing up a foundation. I almost feel like you've been doing this all along. It's just now official, but addressing homelessness, food insecurities, mental health and wellness, and transition and sustainment for the veteran community. And really, when you look at homelessness, um, as you just so eloquently put together, there's a thread in all that. If you're food insecure, if your marriage doesn't work, if your mental health has fallen apart, if you don't have a great transition, homelessness could be at the bottom of all of those things. And being able to address not only the needs of the veteran community, but people at large with the success that Grunt, Stra- Grunt Style Brands has had um, just, you know, makes me feel so good, brother. So I am so glad to see that uh, you guys are doing that. Uh, let me see. Let's uh, wrap two things here. Um, what else did I want to bring up? Oh, yeah. Um, other good things you're doing. Can I just say tip of the cap to the you'll shoot your eye out kid hoodies <laughs> for the holiday season? Right. A shirt that says you'll shoot your eye out sounds like that. Um, I love the uh, the uh, take on what was that squad squid games or whatever. And oh, got- yeah. Squid I, I, I've only made it through like the third episode. I'm like, I can't take this anymore. But yeah, <laughs> it was, it, it but was weird. Was <laughs> but I thought the I thought the twist on the logo of squid game and squad goals. Right. I thought that was always cool. I see J-Dog, I see Jerry's got his own sweatshirts there. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the best one I think that I want this year is um, Landmine. And, you know, Total this is just the Lego. dark humor of veterans. Like, we got so many friends that have, like, lost limbs or, God bless, lost lives because, you know, IEDs and shit. But uh, Landmine. <laughs> And it's a Lego and any parent, as I sit here wearing the grunt style dad shirt, any parent can say that is the landmine. You're trying to get through your kid's room at night to move the stupid elf on the shelf and you step on that thing. And it just, it's piercing pain. It's yeah. cost many a dad a sprained ankle out there. Many a mom, a fallen moment. I mean, it is, uh, it, that was a, a very relevant, very relevant. Everyone can get that one. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. You got a favorite design that's out right now or, or uh, you a know, I, favorite design? I, I have been, uh, one that uses the term, the struggle is real a lot. And, uh, the, the team have finally, has finally made that into a shirt and, and that is my favorite next to my <laughs> foundation shirt that I've been quite fond of. Right, right. <laughs> this, the struggle is real because you could basically point to anybody complaining about anything like, oh, this is not a non-fat soy latte. This is 
Struggle's real. I get it. I, I get it. Hey, uh, one other shirt. Uh, top of the website right now, uh, gruntstyle.com. Ra. I always thought it was like, ooh, ra. Or as Marines who can't spell, they always say E-R, ra. So the Marine Corps is quite unique, right? You have several ways of showing motivation. You have ooh, ra. You have Ura, you have raw, you have yut, uh, and there's probably a few more that I'm, uh, that, that escaping my memory. Um, and, and all those have a meaning, right? Uh, and if you're a Marine, you know, like raw, it's, um, it's like a, eh, it's a little tip of the cap. And you, yeah, everyone out there that's listening and knows that knows <laughs> you get it. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. That's why I was Navy, not Marines. Like, you know, I, I... <laughs> Or maybe it's my ASVAB score. I don't know. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It wasn't a waiver, stuff. but uh, <laughs> I'd like but, to but think that, that, that goes like into another thing. It's like when it comes to business, you don't have to be like like this all intuitive like mastermind, right? You could be a guy like me that you know, was a union carpenter and said, you know, I don't want to be a union carpenter anymore. I'm going to go full t-shirts. Because that seemed like a more fulfilling job at the time, and became you know an executive and a co-owner of of, of, a, of a brand. You know, yeah. I, you know, it's just hard work and hustle. And indeed, anybody that knows Tim's story, I still remember. Like, you didn't get the job you thought you should have. You you yeah. thought you should design some of the graphics, and like, nah. I, I how about right. folding shirts? You right. look like a guy that can fold some shirts, right. and so there you are, your bearded you know, masculating that is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you just come back for being a, a, a you know in war, <laughs> but uh, you want to fold shirts? <laughs> Could not have felt less intelligent. I love it, man. I love it. But you showed them all, man. Right on. Right, that's um, right, baby. Maybe this will be just for the bonus part of the podcast only. Maybe I'll make this next thing a part of the podcast. But it's a personal invitation I want to make to you because we are uh, getting back to where we started here with the interview. Um, at the precipice now of two final bills making a difference in burn pit legislation. It's something you and Rosie at burn pits 360 have been shoulder to shoulder on Uh, you. In fact, the three of you guys, you, Rosie, John Stewart um, have really been leading the charge and Congress has been able to distill this down into two final pieces of legislation. There's one on the Senate side. Gosh, I forget the name of it, but it is got seven or eight presumptions. Right. And then there's the one on the House side, um, backed by Representative Takano. It's out of committee, waiting a score. It is 20-some different yeah. presumptions. And I believe that that is the leftovers from the presumptive warfighters bill that you and Rosie were pushing right. um, last year. Basically, two bills at the finish line, and we're going to run out of time this year, as I we almost could have expected. I don't see it getting snuck into the NDA or, you know, the National Defense Authorization Agreement. I, I, I don't see it getting piggybacked into another bill, like Build Back Better, or I just don't see how this thing gets snuck in there with its massive size of treating every veteran who is dying of some disease related to their exposure to toxins. This is my invitation to you. There was once a lobbyist in Congress who had every person sign a pledge that they would not raise taxes. He was a lobbyist. Um, His name's Grover Norquist. And 
you look, there's uh, there's also a sketchy background there with his involvement with uh, Indian tribes and raising money and taking money for lobbying that he, you know, look, I'm not saying that as an example, I think Grover Norquist is the most pure form of lobbying, but he was effective when he went around with this thing that I can envision at its grassroots, at its start was a dude and a clipboard. Right. And he went to the senators in the House of Representatives offices and he said, will you sign this pledge that you will vote within this next session to bring this to the floor for a vote? Will you move this legislation forward? One of two bills, and then they can reconcile them. But I want to be that guy. I live close enough to D.C. that I could go there every month, knock on some doors. And I'm wondering, would you have any interest in joining me to say, hey, if When we see them fail this year, should we go just knock on their doors, get them to sign a pledge, and then on the back end, and I'll, you know, obviously this isn't for us to decide right here on the show, but on the back end, what Grover Norquist did was he had a political action committee that raised money. And when a person went against their pledge or wouldn't sign it, he hammered them Mm -hmm. with negative ads saying, not even negative, they were just honest. They were just saying, look, he wouldn't sign a pledge or he did sign a pledge and then he voted the wrong way. Would you be interested in like shaming some people with a simple clipboard and some social media and saying, listen, you're going to sign this pledge. Dan Crenshaw, I'm knocking on your door. Tom Cotton, Ranger, Arkansas, knocking on your door. Brian Mast, Florida, Seth Moulton, Massachusetts, Anthony Brown, Maryland. I mean, you, you want to just start with our vet community and pick those guys, go knock on their door and say, sign this or you're a jerk. Well, you know, I think it's an interesting opportunity. I think that I have an audience of um, a, a very large audience that would be very interested to know who uh, of our representatives are not helping or supporting veterans. I would love to go knock on those doors. I would love to stand shoulder to shoulder with you and get this across the finish line uh, because you're right. The, you know, it's right now it's, it's two bills, you know, uh, you know, I have my favorite, but at the end of the day, if one of them gets passed, we're making progress, right? Um, that's, that's all that matters to me. Let's get something done. And we were told that we were going to get something done by veterans day. Well, we saw what happened there. They just brought out, uh, you know, a bunch of, uh, veterans and they, you know, and we got to hear them all talk about uh, how bad this situation is. Uh, and it was more pandering. I'm tired of the pandering. I'm tired of it all. Like, let's just get something done, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's what you go to the hill for every day to solve the problem. <laughs> so mm. that problem. I'm, I'm with you. I can't think of a better partner to do it with. I can't think of a better organization to be doing this, you know, rolling up their sleeves and getting it done themselves. It is what Grunt Style, I would expect nothing less of you guys, but I'm glad to see that you have stood up the Grunt Style Foundation. You are attacking problems in four different areas. And if I want more information about uh, what I can do to get involved with Grunt Style Foundation or just, you know, the programs and stuff you support, where do I go? You're going to want to go to gruntstyle.com forward slash foundation. There you'll be able to see all the things that we're working on, all of the current uh, topics and things uh, that are going uh, on a month-to-month basis in which we're supporting. Uh, we'll be up uh, in you know, supporting you know, Hire Our Heroes in January, uh, a 250-person event that is going to be bringing job fairs in for individuals. Uh, we'll be in Bur- uh, Burbiz, uh, Las Vegas celebration. That's going to be a great time. 
supporting our veteran uh, community there and uh, some op- uh, some really cool opportunities. So if you want to uh, come out to Vegas and join us out there, it's going to be a lot of fun. I believe it is January 18th. Uh, so check out Burr Biz and uh, the, the events they're doing there. But uh, there's a lot of opportunities and there's a lot of ways you can get involved. And if there's something that you really want to get involved in uh, with, you can check out uh, on our foundation, uh, inside of our foundation page, uh, how to download PDFs that you can, uh, constituent letters that you can send to your representatives and let them know that this is out of control and out of hand and we want to see a change. Well, let's get loud. Let's get doing something and grunt style leading the way, man. Really appreciate you. Tim Jensen, I look forward to it. And, uh, you know, I want one of those. You'll shoot your eye out. I love those. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.